Hey guys, Alex here with another episode of uh, Noctis Podcasts. Today, I am here with my special guest, Daniel. Hello everybody, my name is Sealman uh, Daniel. I am the mobile director for Noctis Esports. I help um, Alex here manage, you know, most of the mobile teams, you know, just in case they're having trouble. <clears throat> um. A little bit of background on how I met Alex is, let's see, a couple months back, um, a friend of mine called me up and said, hey, this guy needs help with a tournament. Um, and so I'm like, all right, I'll play. And after that, <clears throat> we kind of just started talking more and more. And then as the weeks progressed, we became close friends. And then I eventually joined the clan. <clears throat> and then we are here. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you to give a uh, an, introduction, an introduction to yourself, but I mean, that works too. <laughs> um, so you were with uh, Daybreak mm-hmm. and uh, with Midnight, mm-hmm. but uh, as you said, you're with Noctis Esports now. Um, yep. So, I mean, that just leads into the next segment. Uh, I guess we're going to discuss our rebrandment. So... Mm-hmm. We kept the same tag, 12 a.m. We're, we're still we're still the same clan, Midnight Esports, but we've come under some rebranding issues, some brand issues. Um, so we had to rename ourselves. So um, I guess I, just, I should officially say welcome to Noctis Esports. Um, as Daniel said before, he is our mobile director. Um, so how, how did this rebrandment affect your mobile teams? So far, the rebrandment kind of, you know, it didn't really affect us, you know, much considering we just had to change a couple of things like our name. But overall, there has been no negative effect on our team so far. And yeah, so. I mean, yeah. that's what really matters. I mean, so I guess I'm just going to kind of explain the rebranding. Um, mm-hmm. so Noctis, the, so I came up with this name, um, I was sitting on a call with Lumen, um, a couple nights ago, um, Daniel knows Lumen, he's our, he's our console director for our Xbox, Overwatch, and, uh, Rainbow Six Siege teams, um, and him and I were talking, and much like, I'm not gonna lie, I took a lot of, uh, what should I say, a lot of influence from the name Navi, which is Natus Vincere. They're another esports team. Uh, you have you probably not heard of them, have you, Daniel? You might have. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have. Yeah, they're more of a PC team. Um, mm-hmm. which I which where you like a lot of you guys know we're not a PC team right now. We just have our Xbox and our mobile teams, but their name uh, mm-hmm. means in Latin. Yeah, and so um. Midnight means middle of the night. I mean, obviously, and I translated that to Latin, and we came up with Noctis, Noctis Esports. Yeah. So we, we no. were able to get the same tag, 12 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, before before all, you know, the whole midnight and, uh, you know, Noctis thing, our team or clan, whatever you want to call it, used to be named Daybreak, but we had to change it um, because of a incident that had happened. But believe me, we, the whole renaming thing, 
on what we did to come up with midnight literally took us hours to do but then we called up um a friend of ours uh pat uh he's one of our directors as well um he was like why don't we just call our uh team midnight and we're like oh my gosh that's an amazing name yeah yeah which is just funny because when you think about it like it's it's really just a simple thing but like i don't think people quite realize like how much work goes into naming a team yeah not only at or do you have to consider, you know, the fact of copying another team, but for it to, like, sound kind of catchy yeah, it's, and it's, not sound ridiculous? Yeah, it, it's, it's got to be catchy. It's got to be nice and short and sweet, but it's got to be catchy. But that's, that's the important – that's what we ran into with Midnight. With Midnight mm-hmm. Esports, there was a, a team that happened to um, be – that happened to register their – uh, name I should say under the company Midnight Esports. So when I go to um, officially put a clan under a uh, company, an LLC, we would move to use Midnight Esports, which sucks. But mm-hmm. here we are with Noctis. Um, but I don't think people quite realize how much work goes into a name because it's, it's a name is also like the first step, it's the first impression to a clan. Yeah. Like, it's got to represent the clan. It, it, yeah, the name is like really what, you know, it's not the most important, but it's one of the key factors here in, uh, you know, the esport community. <laughs> but, no, um, yeah, so I really don't know what to say much more about that, but that's how we came up with the name. It was, yet again, probably another hour long call. Uh, we did end up talking about possibly going back to the name Daybreak, but I, I ended up contacting our R6 team, which our R6 team, while we're on the topic, doing absolutely wonderful. I mean, you've probably seen some of the effects it's had on our community, community so far. La- last clan meeting we had and la- those video clips I'm watching of them playing have just been amazing. Those guys are a great community and great people to be with, especially if you get to know them. Yeah, no, it's... And they've honestly been growing the clan a lot. And they've been providing us a lot of feedback. And um, they've been growing the clan the most recently. And so that's why I left it up to them. Because, in all honestly, despite the fact that, you know, we were a mobile, a large uh, mobile clan. I wouldn't say large, but that was our largest aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have that many mobile members right now um, due to the, the Daybreak Midnight Incident. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I felt it was, you know, up to them. And so it came down to they either they wanted Daybreak, Noct, or Noctis. The R6 team was split between Noct and Noctis. And so I made the executive decision to do Noctis. Sounds like Which, catchy that way. I, yeah, I think it sounds great. <clears throat> but no, um, we kept the same tag, 12 a.m. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, just had to change our colors. I mean, really. And, go through the process of putting up new applications for name changing and everything uh, yeah and if, if if we had gone back to daybreak we would have had to completely do so much more work as to like changing um plan tags uh working on the discord and make sure everything's okay that is true and but uh with this rebranding though we did launch our website did we not mm-hmm. we did launch yes, our we website did. 
And I, I mean, I'm kind of proud of myself. I'm not going to lie. I've, I put a lot of work into it. I mean, not as much you as put in most of the work. <laughs> there, I put a lot of work into that website. Um, and so I'm kind of, I'm kind I, of proud of the project. Because of that website, I feel like our clan is a lot more organized, more professional. Um, you want to explain to them like the new uh, features or how to apply for a team um so yeah you know while we're on the subject uh yeah i'll go ahead and take it off from there so our website uh we've completely switched our application process from the applications on discord to a complete online process so you can access our website from either our discord links you can look it up but once you get to it there's a variety of tabs you can go to but if you want to apply for the team what you do is you go to the teams tab with a drop down list and from there you can find whatever team you want to apply for you know so like i said in the last podcast we have our xbox rainbow six siege team our xbox overwatch team and then we have critical ups PUBG, and cod from there you can find the requirements you can find the schedules for the plans you can find a little bit more, go a little bit more in depth and research about that, whatever team we have. And then you can find the application process. So mm-hmm. uh, I, it makes it a lot easier on myself and it makes it a little bit more clean and professional, I think, in my opinion. at least. Yeah, I think the same way. Um, before that, we had tabs on our Discord server, you know, that sent you notifications like, And I feel like now it's cleared up the server pretty well, making it less confusing for those who want to apply and join a team or at least try out. And yeah, it does make our clan look a bit more professional, um, you know. Well, that's, that's what, and and all honestly, that's what I, I strive to do. I strive to make the clan a little bit more professional each time, you know, that, that even starts with like our management process. Even, you know, I feel like, Compared to other clans, our management is completely set up different than a lot of smaller clans, I should say, a lot of semi-professional clans. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of aspects from large clans, you know, like C9, like those are the two biggest clans in North America, um, like G2, mm-hmm. Navi. We take a lot of the aspects used by larger clans and even businesses, gaming businesses. Yeah. And we apply mm-hmm. them to a smaller clan. Now, I, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people say, well, it's a lot of wasted resources, it's a lot of wasted time. You know, you shouldn't have to invest those things into a team if it's not big. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I completely disagree with that. You should put your all into a team and you should be acting professional before you're treated as professionals. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot more it's a, it's, a, it's a very different aspect of a different very a different view i should say than what a lot of yeah. teams take on smaller clans you know like you said you're a board of director so like what what does your job encompass um so far my job is to make sure that our mobile team um is doing okay if they have a problem then they come to me, and then I will address that problem to you. Uh, right now, 
there's like nothing so far major that's gone on. No problems have been reported in. And right now my only job is to kind of help the clan grow and, you know, to make sure the community is doing great, which it is. And, you know, that's reflected across the access to the console team where Lumen is the console director. Um, We do have a third board of directors, a third uh, member, I should say. Uh, Like you said, his name's Pat. He was our uh, mobile academy director because we did have an academy for PUBG Mobile and Critical Ops. But um, like I like, you know, I've addressed this issue with the rest of the clan. I decided to get rid of it Um, just because I don't think the clan has the resources or the need to host an academy right now, Mm -hmm. Um, let alone the growth acceptance into the mobile clan. But so he does still stand Mm -hmm. stand on the board director, though. Um, Mm -hmm. So. You know, what's what's a step down from you? So there's myself, I'm the CEO, then there's yourself and then your fellow tell you then. Um well beforehand, before I get into all that, beforehand we used to have a co leader, which was the was part of the reason why, you know, we had to change up our whole um power status here. But instead of one, you know, second in command, there isn't really a second in command. There's a, you know, a group of people that come to, together and uh, kind of decide on a decision and then report the final decision to you, which to me is a lot more organized and um, like it's, it's going to prevent uh, power struggles in our clan and Right now, the only people that are below me, um, you know, are our players and our captains for those teams. But other than that, there is no one else that is uh, above me besides you. Which, I mean, from what from what you explained, that that explains our whole entire management setup. It, it changes, it's mm-hmm. going to change in the future a little bit, I believe. Um, I plan on uh, implementing a manager onto you guys' team here soon. Uh, hopefully. I've already had somebody that's interested in the management for the critical ops team. So, mm-hmm. much like a lot of large companies, or just companies in general, a lot of medium companies, and a lot of large esports teams, we have a board of directors underneath a CEO. I'm the CEO, of course. Then, underneath the board of directors, you'll have the managers and analysts. Those are the people that will be in charge of keeping their individual teams in check, uh, satisfied. They'll be, you know, collectively analyzing the uh, efficiency of those teams. And they'll be providing feedback to the directors on how to make the teams more efficient. And then underneath them is going to be the IGL and the players. So it provides a more hierarchy status. I should say, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's clear cut and it, it provides a lot less power struggle. I guess I could say, which a lot of clans yeah. have problems with. A lot of smaller clans have problems with power struggle. You yeah. know, you you get a co leader in there, or you get two co leaders in there, and they fight about if they, if they have conflict and conflicting ideas with either themselves or with the leader. You know, some issues can occur, and that's not a good 
thing for the community because yeah. one aspect to growing a team is yes, you have to focus on the team. You know, you have to make sure the team is being treated right. The team is happy. You know, they're efficient and whatnot. But the second, and mm-hmm. some could argue the more important aspect to growing a team is community. And, you yeah. know, if a community sees, you know, two head figures of, you know, a team, a clan, it doesn't matter what it is. If it looks inefficient, if it looks bad for the clan, it'll, it'll hurt the reputation, hurt the image. And that doesn't help the community at all. You know, it slows down growth. It's not which overall affects the well-being of your players because your players want to see the clan grow because it provides more resources for them, provides more personal growth for them, which we focus on. We try to focus on, I should say, a lot with our players, Mm -hmm. which is what I say we have a more – we have a more player-based aspect than a lot of clan. We try to, yeah, not go ahead. Not, not only you know, with the whole um, organization thing, making sure everything's all right, no one's arguing. It's not you know, not only do you have to focus on the team, but you also have to focus on the players. Like friendship and communication is a very key factor to um, a clan. If you don't have communication, there will be a bunch of confusion and probably arguing throughout the whole team and you don't want a team that argues because then they play terrible and like i said in the last episode a team that communicates efficiently will be much more effective than a team with higher skill but no communication assets Mm -hmm. you know Um, communication in our clan's a big thing like last night i had uh, to address the team you know our rainbow six siege team having some communication problems you know they had practice last night they weren't necessarily getting ideas across they weren't setting up times properly in one night i had to, i just stopped the practice i called a meeting and i addressed them all my whole entire competitive team put them all in the call pulled them out of practice sat down with them. and so far they've been back to practice and it went much much more smoother so mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. that's I feel like we have an advantage over a lot of other smaller clans because of our management structure and because of our core beliefs. Yeah, we. Now, would you like to tell them, you know, what some of those beliefs might I be? I mean, you, or, you kind of touched on them yourself. You know, we talked about the friendship. We really try to get along with our players and yeah. our community alike. Like you know, you said beforehand, you and I became really great friends before you even joined the clan. We, we try to really focus mm-hmm. on that. We try to know, you know, who's in our community. You know, that's going to be much lar- It's going to be much, much harder when the community grows. But we still try to be community driven. You know, we want to know who's in our Discord. You know, if you're in our Discord and you're asking questions and you're trying to get involved and whatnot, I mean, odds are you'll probably get a response out of one of our players or me. Or, you know, you can pipe in a conversation and somebody will take on it. You know, sometimes we're not the most active, but we mm-hmm. really try to be active with our community and be friends with them because friendship is a is a base level to getting along with our players. You know, when I let's take Rosie for example. 
Um, as of right now, when this podcast should be released, right now, Rosu and Kami, Kami is one of our other competitive players, are top two contenders for being IGLs or leaders for our comp team. Uh, that's what from Lumen and I have discussed. So, I mean, there's, like I said, mm-hmm. from when this podcast is being recorded, that is. Things could change. Yeah. Hopefully not. You know, him and I have a strong connection. Um, you know, I've you know, only known him for a couple weeks now, but I feel like I've come to know him really well. He's come to know me really well. We have each other's trust because friendship, once you build it up, trust is induced. You need to have trust with your players. Mm-hmm. You know, just as a player trusts you to do your job, you need to trust them to do their job. It, it, it's, it's a, yeah. it ha- both parties have to have trust in each other and they have to, you know, believe to the fullest extent that the other person will do their job. And mm-hmm. that's built up from friendship. That's built up from having conversations with your players, getting to know who they are, what are their interests, what do they do, striking up conversations, you know, just out of the blue. You know, you can't be an uptight leader, or like from my standpoint, as I said, my title is a CEO. But I still have conversations with even my players. You know, I don't just talk to you and Lumen. I don't just talk to our analysts and managers. No, no. I talk to everybody on every level. Mm-hmm. I want to know everybody. Off of, you know, tournaments, leagues like that, you're just another, you know, community member. You are an amazing person. You have a great personality and um, you have what it takes to be our CEO. You're not strict on everything, which, um, you know, is probably a big help because if you have a strict leader, then you'll have a whole lot of arguing and frustration throughout teams, um, players, and probably other management. Um. I, I really don't know what to say about that. This is obviously I I, I guess I'll just say thank you. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you didn't, that'd be kind of rude. But no, that's that's our first core belief is you, you got to trust your players. You got to get along with them, and the, the the players themselves have to get along as well. You know, we like to mm-hmm. see that our like I said, our our six team right now, they're our fastest growing team. So far, you know, our comp roster as of two nights ago, completely filled. Uh, we already have our first sub in and everything. We were, we had our first scrim last night. Um, they did well. They won. So, first scrim, they won, which is good. GG. GG, GG Legends, let's go. Uh, but I feel like they're, they're getting along well, which also improves their communication. Which is the second aspect for starting up a clan, whether it's a small clan, medium-sized clan, you know, a large clan. Communication is the most important aspect, whether it's on or off the field. You know, if let's take for example, um, you're playing the game, you're with your clan mates, you're in a scrim. You need to know callouts. You need to be able. To, you need to be able to get those ideas across. You need to be like, hey. Such and such is so and so. You need to be able to effectively get that idea across, or consequences could incur. 
And if a team can't communicate, mm-hmm. that idea will be run across. Information will not be transferred, which means the same mistake may happen twice, which means you know another player, another teammate might die. It's it was a lot a lot deeper than that, but I feel like I'll go more into the communication aspect on the field in a different episode because um, I have really strong beliefs about that. I mean, obviously, as anybody can tell, off the field though, communication is essential as well. Like I said yesterday, I pulled my team out of a practice. They got done with their ranked game. I pulled them out. They they got off. They got they get out of their party. They enter the chat. I sit down what needed to happen. I set down what I expect from them, you know, what they need to work on and how to not let this happen again. You know, I didn't necessarily scald them, I should say. <laughs> I didn't just absolutely flame them and go off on them. Yeah. But I did tell them, hey, this is what you guys need to work on. This is what you guys are doing wrong. This is how you fix it. I'm not mad at you guys, but this is the way it needs to be if you want this to work. And like I said, even though you have a mm-hmm. friendship, you know, your friendships with your players, you also need to be that figure to tell them you need to lay down the hammer sometimes. But yeah. you need to be able to effectively get ideas across to your team, whether it's scheduling. You know, your team needs to be on at a certain time. If you're not on, here's what's going to happen. Like I said, with our R6 team, they have to have 95% uh, attendance at mandatory practices, and then they have to have a 50% uh, participation in non-mandatory practices. If they don't, they don't get to compete, whether it's a scrim, league, or attorney. They, they, they're not put on the field, period. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's scheduling, whether it's, hey, you know, maybe um, let's take, for example, one of the players wants to, you know, talk to me in one-on-one and say, hey, um, is it okay if I switch to a different position on the team? You know, you don't want, you know, a player to go on the field not wanting to be in a position that they want to be. So, you know, you talk about that off the field. You want to make sure that your players are comfortable in the role they play, whether it's on their team, whether it's on um, the clan as a whole. There's, there's a lot of aspects mm-hmm. about communication. Like I said, I'll go into that a different episode. But that's our second belief is we're very communication yeah. driven. We like to get our ideas across effectively. Our, our mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, before we continue about the whole, you know, uh, the teams stuff and what we believe in, um, I kind of want to take a moment here to talk about some of our mobile teams, um, if that's okay with you. <clears throat> All right. Um, so we have three mobile teams in particular. We have PUBG, Critical Ops, and we have COD. Um, so far, our mobile team has not taken that big leap as much as our console team, which is understandable. Um, but the requirements and, um, you know, applications are on the website, as Alex said, and we're free, you know, and open as usual. But um, I, I just wanted just to little, kind of mention Just that. a little advertisement yeah. out there. 
please join. I'm lonely. Now, uh, you do bring up a good point because at the moment we only have a couple people on our mobile team. Our mobile team used to be a huge um, yeah. compared to now, I should say at least, because well, AR Clan was only. It used to be a strictly mm-hmm. mobile team, and I think at our highest we had what 32 members in our clan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 32 members in our we clan. Did, yeah. So, I mean, you do bring up a good point. We, we are still always looking for applications. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That, I mean, friendship, trust, and communication are probably aspects about our clan. Those are the things that we try to really focus on, despite the fact is that we really try to strive and work towards mm-hmm. individual player and team growth. When our we, we try to focus on the fact of we're not yeah. going to use a player to grow our clan. It's a symbiotic relationship, you know. If the team grows, if each player grows, mm-hmm. that makes the clan grow. And in turn, if the clan grows, that provides more resources to give back to our players. That allows our players to grow more. We, we try mm-hmm. to we when a player comes to our clan, we really want to make that we will really want to create an enjoyable experience the first step is always introduce them to their team you know you need to get those those gears turning you want those you want the members to get along that always starts with an introduction and our team's actually been extremely good about that about Mm -hmm. making good impressions because recently you know i put an announcement on the discord welcome our new team member you know we have a couple people from our comp team on that instant start saying hey you know welcome to the team you know whatnot and they're already asking if they want to play, yeah. which is huge. I mean, if you mm-hmm. can get a player already inducted to the team, already getting to know them as soon as you can, I mean, that's all that's all for the good. But with that, you also want to work on their skill level yeah. and their communication issues. With a new team, though, you're always going to have communication mm-hmm. issues and, um, for lack of better words, uh, players not working you know working to make themselves better and not that they're lazy i'm just saying that's just always going to happen with the team you know the team is not going to automatically start clicking and you know filling the spots the role in the team that they need to because every player on a team has a role maybe it's not something specific like for example for the r6 team just because you're not labeled as an entry fragger doesn't mean that you don't have a role you could have a role on the team as you know a flexible as a flexible player. You know you could play any role that's needed, but it's also you play a role in the team off the field. You represent the clan off the field. You represent the community off the field. You have friendships with each of those players off the field. You have you have a place that you fill in our community. It's not like you play for the team. That's it. No, you you have a role with us. You have. You have a specialized place with our clan, and we really try to find that with each player. Um, that's what I also... Mm-hmm. I try to strive to have our clan follow that as well. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, um, another thing I want to talk about, for I know we just have mobile and console players, but I feel like this is like a big, um, you know, people need to know situation pc team um 
we've me and Alex, the board of directors, we've talked about it. We are not sure we are ready for that yet. Um, owning a PC team is gonna you yeah, know, be would. a huge leap for our clan, it would be a lot of work. but it's also gonna be a lot of work. Um, you know that that would require for duty, but having yeah. a you know another board of director. You know, you have to have a PC board of director, then you have to find managers for each of those teams. Yeah. Then you gotta start filling in those rules and. You know, like you said, I don't, I don't feel like we're ready for that quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, some teams in the future I may want to introduce. You know, I'm looking for possibly a CS:GO team, possibly an R6 team, um, mm-hmm. and then maybe even a Valorant team. Fortnite. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> now, I'm sorry to any viewers out there, but uh, not to offend anybody, I'm not really looking for a Fortnite team. This is not – he told me earlier he would rather make a Minecraft eSport team <laughs> before he but ever that, makes a Fortnite that team. That sounds bad, but it's just so. – I told you that just because it's, it's a community issue that I have with it's, a lot of people in that community. But mm-hmm. – so you brought up a beautiful issue, though, a PC team. That – that yeah. in itself is, is another big step for the clan. Like I said, that would grow the clan tremendously. Um, that's the reason why our clan's growing right now is because we introduced the console team. But when you introduce a new team, let alone a whole entire um, section, a whole entire new platform to a clan, it takes away resources that you're mm-hmm. investing into the other platforms. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's. It's the sense of, you know, it's going to help our uh, clan out tremendously and, you know, open up new <clears throat> uh, applicants. And uh, but it's like, but on the player. it's going to help us grow. But we don't know it. Yeah, we don't know. Like if we grow too much to the point where we can't handle our other teams and we can't manage them, that's going to be a big right now. I mean, I would clan. say right now we're, we're going at a healthy pace. Like yesterday, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but yesterday the clan yeah. Instagram, um, it gained five followers, which doesn't sound like a lot to anybody really, but five followers in a single day for a smaller clan that's you know just now growing, I would say it's a pretty big big step. I mean, I, I don't know what you would say to that, but mm-hmm. then on top of that, our Discord's growing at a fairly decent pace as well. We're growing at, what would you say the average is? Probably about 20 members a week, 15 members a week. So, yeah, that's that's a healthy growth. Yeah, beforehand, our Discord was at like 32, yeah. and that was us capping it um, for a couple of months. And then now I feel like, you know, we're a lot more organized. We're, you know, ready to tackle anything um, that comes our way. We're going to try our best and hopefully solve, you know, any problem that but i mean i feel like this time around we're a lot more organized because like i said like you said with daybreak with daybreak with the just the old discord server um it took us what probably close to a month two months to reach 50 members um yeah we this server's been open what two and a half weeks and we've already reached that cap we've already reached over 50 Yes, which doesn't like I said before doesn't sound a lot but that's a mm-hmm. huge step for smaller clans and a lot of people don't realize that you know 
hitting each milestone really does mean something. Yeah, every clan faced this um, in one point of time, whether it's, you know, uh, C9, <clears> that they face the exact, if not similar situations like us. They started out as a small clan and steadily grew. At one point, their Discord, you know, it, it never existed. And then, you know, it started growing and growing, and eventually they became, you know, one of the best uh, clans out there. And that's what we are striving uh, for. I'm actually really proud of my players because my players have been, especially like I said, my art. Like I know I'm putting a lot of pride, and I'm really talking about our, our our six team a lot, our Rainbow Six Siege team a lot. But that's because they've been putting in a lot of work, and I'm really proud of them. They've been putting the server out there, and they've been mm-hmm. uh, really striving to expand our community and work with our community, which it represents our clan really well. Also. Yeah. Also, I want to talk about some of the video submissions, you know, yeah. the, that our six team has sent in. Now, those were some amazing clips. Some of those shots were they just, you know, they were kind of like you jump out of your seat type shots, especially. Um, was it Russo that uh, yeah, made was, that amazing Russo. snapshot? That, yeah, that, that was it blew my mind. I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, this yeah. man's um, reaction time is amazing. Um, like, I'm actually, right now I'm working for this podcast earlier this morning. I was working on editing those. So, hopefully, um, mm-hmm. I'm not, by the time this podcast is released, hopefully, we will, uh, I will have some more videos edited and maybe within the next week before the next podcast, we'll have an R6 montage. No problem. But Mm -hmm. uh, it depends on uh, how well our, our players are doing Uh, because they've, I'm having them record all of their practices, record them when they're online, record the scrims. Um, But they, they, like you said, they have been some really amazing clips. So, but I'm really trying to expand that to all of our teams. Mm-hmm. You know, like recently when I've been playing CUPS, I've been recording. So. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think that really, all really right. concludes today's episode. I mean, we really went over, you know, the personal growth, uh, the rebranding mm-hmm. and some of the ideals that we went over. Um, it was really nice to have you. All right, it was nice being here. This is your first podcast, your experiences. <laughs> yes, it is. Maybe next time we can bring in, you know, Lumen, um, if we're lucky enough, and he can, you know, come in and introduce himself. And who knows? Yeah. Next thing you know, we'll have like Sorry twenty people him. in one Sorry podcast. Sorry to burst here, but uh, <laughs> chaotic. That probably won't happen. <laughs> No, no, but it, it really, on a chaotic. serious note, it was nice to have you. Yeah. Um, so I will yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you after this. Um, to the rest of the viewers at home, um, thank you for listening in. All right. Uh, if you're watching this from YouTube, uh, feel free to drop a like, you know, maybe drop a comment, what you like, what we can improve on. Uh, this is really viewer base, and I really want to see what each of you guys at home feels like the podcast could work on. Um, maybe some ideas for future podcasts. Uh, 
Um, so thank you all. Uh, have fun. Mm-hmm. GG. Bye.